Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. I'd like to start with something funny. And uh, Billy Graham, he came uh, back to Charlotte after speaking at a large crusade. He was close to uh, 90 years old. And um, he went to his um, limousine, it's a black limousine. And he said to the driver, listen, I've never actually driven a limousine. Do you mind if I drive it for a little bit, you know? And the guy says, okay, just go ahead and do it. And he was driving along, and there was a policeman down the road, and it was a rookie policeman. This is the first time that he had a um, speed trap for this. And um, the limo came by, and it was doing 130 in a 100K zone. So he goes after uh, the limousine, and then he got out, and he saw this guy. He saw Billy Graham in the door. He says, excuse me, just for a moment, please. He went back to his patrol car and called immediately his supervisor. He says to his supervisor, I know we're supposed to enforce the law, but I also know it's important uh, that, that, that we, for important people, are given certain courtesies. I need to know what I should do because I have stopped a very important person. The supervisor says, is it the governor? He says, no, it's more important than the governor. Is it the president? He says, no, it's more important than the president. He says, I don't know. Who could it be? I think it's Jesus because his chauffeur is Billy Graham. <laughs> That's quite funny, isn't it? Praise the Lord. We've done a series on, uh, on being established this year. And today I'd like to continue this series. And I'd like to talk about being established in love. Being established in love. Straight into it, I want to talk here right now because there's a lot of scriptures today. I love scripture. We love the Bible, right? I love the Bible. So we're going to have a lot of scripture. It speaks for itself. Romans 5, 5 to 11. Our faith in Jesus transfers, just stay with me. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. Now, uh, you, can, you can join me a little bit if you want to, because if you get excited about the words, not me, it's the word of God. If you get excited about this, just say amen, praise the Lord, hee-haw. And there's some um, Americans here, there's a cowboy here right now, Frank's brother, welcome you guys. He's a real cowboy, this guy, so he can do the hee-haw, whatever you do, you know, And so for him, so it's really all good. So you can do whatever you want to do, do something, because you get excited about the Lord, and the Holy Spirit just loves it, because the Holy Spirit is fully Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. He loves this stuff, right? So this means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God all because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Amen? Amen. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into this marvelous kingdom that he has given, a per- and has given us a perfect relationship with God. Isn't that beautiful? What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. Now I don't know about you, but I love it that the Holy Spirit has come into our lives. If you're a Christian, it come into your lives and the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of joy, comes into your life and just bursts full with beautiful things inside of us. There's nothing like the Holy Spirit who is in you. Amen? He gives such lasting peace. It's not a peace that you just get because you're just peaceful at home. Suddenly the radio stopped. The kids are gone. The dogs stop barking. And suddenly there's a peace. We're not talking about that peace. That's a good peace too. We're talking about a real peace from the inside out. That you said, man, 
I am well. It is all well with my soul. I love what Jesus has done for us by the Holy Spirit. Verse 3, but this is not all. That is in the scripture. Not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. And patient endurance will refine our character. And proven character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God. Look at this. Cascading. I love this word. Everybody say cascading cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. For when the time was right, the anointed one came and died to demonstrate his love for sinners who were entirely helpless, weak, and powerless to save themselves. You know, it's amazing that the pressures that we have of life actually help us. We don't like pressure, do we? It's not very nice to have sometimes the pressures of life. To be honest with you, I've been quite sick for the last three weeks. I've been feeling better for the last three days. And I actually don't know why I've been sick. Um, but I think it may be a little bit like brownout type thing. I've never experienced this before. Because, no, no, brownout. Brownout is before burnout, guys. I'm not, I'm not burnt out. I'm, I'm fine. I was still preaching. I was, I was traveling Australia, still preaching. I'm not burnt out. I'm just brown out. It's going towards burnout, right? <laughs> Called brown out. And so I was a bit, I think I was a bit brown out because I was, I said, what's wrong with me? I just feel like this, uh, this sinking feeling, right? I said, what is this thing, you know? And I think it was brown out. Anyway, so I, I make sure that I didn't see too many people. So I just kind of stayed away from most people, uh, except for going to Australia and whatever I have to do and turning up here on Sunday morning. But I basically try to stay away from people and just kind of whatever, you know, because I need to. And I feel a lot better. And I went to the doctor the other day. And I needed this testimony. I went to the doctor the other day. I said, you got to still check me out. Because I thought I had a virus, see, from the Manila. I thought in Manila I picked up a virus or something, you know. So I thought, can you please check me out? So they have an injection of the blood thing, you know. And we're just checking my blood right now. I said, um, can you please also do my heart rate? And my heart rate, because I was like two months ago, it was like 150 over something. Uh, eight, or eight or something. So it was a little bit high, although it's not too bad for my age. It says, just a little bit of high side. And it says, just calm down, man. I said, I don't. <laughs> and my wife said, hallelujah, that's right. Is... I just don't know how to calm down. I've got the, this energizer bunny inside of me. I just don't know how to calm down. I was asking Dave Balestri the other day. I shouldn't say that. Okay. Um, and so I went to the doctor. Uh, yeah, I went to the doctor. I said, I'm going to see the specialist this week because I had a bit of, you know, things in my hands. I, I don't want to say it because I just don't I'll speak it out. But with drumming, you know, I have a bit of pain here. I thought, oh, what is this thing? And then I had a bubble on this thing, like a thing sticking out like this high, like this thing. It was like a, a nodule. It was like hard. It's been like for the last four months or so. I said, what, what is this thing? I'm getting this, what do you call this stuff? calcification or something like that. I, said, I don't know what it is, but anyway, I need to be sorted because I want to make sure that I keep playing till I'm 80 years old because I vowed, I vowed, although some people in this house want me to get off my drums and just don't be silly, don't be a drummer, just be a pastor and sit in the front and just don't do that. I said, I can't. I made a vow before God. I said, if the Rolling Stones can play to the 75, 80 years old, I am not going to be shown up by the Rolling Stones or anybody else like this, you know. Come on. Mick Jagger, come on, we're playing for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And so I want to keep playing till I'm 80. Anyway, but I've got this thing in my head, a bit of pain. I said, I don't want this stuff, or 90. But the thing is, though, so I want to fit. Anyway, okay. so I said to you, because of this nodule, and to the, to the doctor, you know, this last Thursday, I said, it's gone. 
Because I've been praying every day. As you know, I take communion every morning, and I just declare my hands completely healed and stuff like that. And I had not looked at my hands. Now, I don't know when it happened, but it's gone. It was actually a thing on here, this big. By the way, Dan Davis, where's Dan? Right here. Last week, he couldn't lift up his arms like this because he was bus driving, you know, kind of like four months ago. And he got this thing in the back, and he's pain here. And it was very heavy driving in the truck, old buses, right? And, and, and it's the pain and pain. He couldn't lift like this. He couldn't do anything like that. Last weekend, remember last Sunday, we prayed for everybody for healing and stuff. He was doing cartwheels in the back, doing the show. Show, Dan. Show this. Come on. Totally free. Totally free. He had so much pain. God is in the business of healing. Amen. Anyway, where I come to is precious. I was spending time with a friend this week, and his friend said to me, he says, actually, a lot of precious, a lot of things in his life. And I thought, that was very sad, you know, because it's hard, precious, you know. But he said, no, no, he said to me, actually, I'm really happy because it actually is, is, is transforming me from the inside out. I'm actually becoming a better person. And I thought, wow, that is just amazing that he would become, that's the pressure. See, the pressure in life is good for us because it builds patience. And even patience, you know, is actually a fruit of the Spirit, remember? Yeah. Joy, patience, kindness, all kinds. So we're, God's always working in us, making us stronger. It's just that we don't want to get depressed, you know. Pressure is good, but not depressed in the pressure, right? You've got to make sure that we're going to go under it and then kind of lose control and those kind of things. You don't want that. But we want to become stronger and stronger in the Lord to refine our character in every way, right? Amen. So love is so powerful. It's been put into our heart because it says here even that this character then brings hope. And hope never disappoints because God has poured out his love into our hearts. There's always hope in love. Love is so powerful. Verse 7. Now, who of us would dare to die for the sake of a wicked person? We can all understand if someone was willing to die for a truly noble person. But Christ proved God's love God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we, while we were still lost and ungodly. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for dying in my place. Absolutely wonderful. We just celebrated Easter. It's just such love that God has done this for me. Thank you, Jesus. And there's still more. Verse 9. There's still much more to say of his unfailing love for us. For through the blood of Jesus, we have heard a powerful declaration. Let's say it together. You are now righteous in my sight. If there's anybody in this room who doesn't feel right, if you're Christian, if you don't feel righteous, come and talk to me afterwards. Or listen to my talk on righteousness at Easter time. God has made you righteous. That's why Jesus died. It's the righteous for the unrighteous. We were unrighteous and through Jesus we become righteous. It's one of those things that happened. It's absolutely beautiful, right? So amazing. Righteous, and because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you will never experience the wrath of God. Everybody say, amen. Well, I was, I would say, Amen, if I were you, <laughs> Amen. Look at this, and because of his sacrifice, we will never experience the wrath of God. Yeah. That is really good news, guys. The wrath fell on Jesus, and now we can be free. So, if while we were still enemies, God fully reconciled us to himself through the death of his son. Then something greater than friendship is ours. Greater than friendship. We have friendship with God. Something greater is there. What is the greater thing that he's talking about here? Now that we are at peace with God because we share in his resurrection life, how much more will be rescued from sin's dominion? 
Now we saw that Easter, man, Good Friday is a good day because we were rescued from sin's dominion. God became sin for us, Jesus became sin for us, that we in him might become the righteousness of God. So Good Friday is a great good day. We died. Why we died to the old? The old thing was cut out and we are now free. We become a new. But then Easter Sunday comes, resurrection, then the new life comes into our life. That's why we live in resurrection life. It is so incredibly powerful. Wow, resurrection life cuts out the old and brings in the new. But this is e there's even more. Look, verse 11. And even more than that, the gospel always gets better. We overflow with triumphant joy. We're back to joy again. In our new relationship of living in harmony with God, all because of Jesus Christ. Isn't it great? I mean, we, sometimes we take it so for granted that we can live in harmony with God. We have peace with God. And this joy unspeakable, this joy flowing out of our lives. I can see this joy flowing out of your lives right now. <laughs> I know this joy flowing out of my life. Because I <laughs> is, is this joy flowing out of your life? See, because our new life is amazing. The resurrected life is amazing. Because the resurrected life just looks like Jesus. And his kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. But also God is love. And love is part of who you are on the inside. So we are filled with love, peace, joy, kindness. Of course we have uh, righteousness because that's a given. Because of what Christ has done for us. So this love has been poured out into our lives. I love this in the other translation. The AMP, Amplified, abundantly poured out. The Passion Translator, you saw cascading, I love this word, into your hearts. I love that the, the Living Bible, it says, we feel this warm love everywhere within. It's getting really mushy now. <laughs> wow, this is beautiful. If you start doing that kind of language, you go to Song of Songs, let him kiss me. Wow, we're getting really intimate now, you know. But that's what God wants. He wants this intimate relationship. He wants to show us his love. And I love so much Easter, you know, because Easter happened and Jesus gave his life. So we are free. We're holy and clean. And that's why Pentecost can come in, in June when we're going to celebrate this 50 years after Easter. Because we have been forgiven and we're clean. And the Holy Spirit can come because he can't come in if you're not clean. So now he comes powerfully on this new church. 120 sitting there. The mighty wind blowing. And fire comes down. And Jesus says, you know, you'll be filled with Holy Spirit and fire. But I want to say something about you today about the fire. I suggest that fire is liquid love. I suggest that fire is liquid love. That God has poured out himself. If God, if God is love, then liquid love was poured out on those 120 like this. See, love is the essence of God. It says God is love. Love is the standard of the New Testament. It is the high watermark of Christianity. It is Love, Christianity, is defined by love. I know, it's very simple, I know. But it's actually very profound. It is actually love. Loving God, loving other people, loving the world, and loving yourself. Do you know you can love yourself? If you don't love yourself, then you haven't really received what God says about you. Actually, love fulfills the entire law. Look at this, Romans 13, 8. Let no debt remain outstanding to anyone except the continuing, continuing, continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. We owe nothing else to anybody else, to each other, except for this one. To love 
one another. Love one another. The commandments, you should not commit adultery, murder, steal, covet, whatever other command. It's all summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself because love does not harm your neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. There is no sin in love. No sin in love. That's why there's no sin in God. Because he loves perfectly. Perfect love, no sin. All the commandments... All, all the sinful things, all the things. Sin, of course, is, is, is not, is, is, is um, you know, um, missing the mark. Everything, everything by missing the mark has to do with missing the mark in love. Wrong use. Not loving what I was meant to be loved for. The entire sin, no sin in perfect love. One time the Jesus or the Pharisees asked Jesus a question. He says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's the first and the greatest command. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two <clears throat> commandments. The whole thing. The whole thing hangs on love. But this was a question, bless you, this is a question that of course is, what is the greatest command under the law? But we are not under the law, are we? Unless you're in Judaism. I'm not under the law, am I? No, Jesus fulfilled the law. We're not under the law. We're under grace. So we, we're not under the law. So what does Jesus say in the new covenant? What he says, a new, it says here in John 13, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must now love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. As I have loved you, so. See, the thing is, though, it's all, it sounds really good, you know. Love God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul. Of course we do this. You know, and your neighbor as yourself. It sounds really good under the law. The problem is this, is that you can't do it. The problem is you can't do it. You can try and love. That's why it's a, that it becomes a performance. Well, how much is loving God? How much do we do? And we see, in, 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 even in the Jewish sense, we see what they do to, to feel accepted by God and to love God. We do more, we do more. I mean, how much prayer is enough? How much giving is enough? How much faith is enough? How, how do we love you, Lord? How do we know? That's why it sounds really good, but it's not that great. Because we can only really love God, other people, ourselves, when we know the love of God. When His love comes into our lives, this perfect love of the Holy Spirit, then we start loving God fully with no attachment, right? Because it's just, we just love Him. You know, there's no like try harder or whatever, you know. We love God. We love God. It's all about God. See, you are born of God. You are born of God. We are born. We are created out of love. Created in love. Love is a life in us. Actually, our whole lives are anchored in love. Our whole lives are anchored in love. The core of you is love. Love, love, love. I was going to sing the song again, but it's just so like whatever, you know. Actually, I was asking some of the team here, some of the young uh, worship people said, do you know the Beatles and, and do you know, you know, love? Uh, not the Beatles, of course, they know, but not the song Love. I mean, I asked Bob Fitz the other day, do you know Bob Fitz? No, Jeff Bullock, never heard of. Darlene Check, I think, similar the song. Oh, yeah, I know Darlene Check. You know, these guys, it's like 30 years ago, right? The thing is, though, the Beatles, all you need is love. Absolutely, they all know it. How do they know that song? <laughs> it actually starts with love, 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 yeah? Dun, 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 love, right? It's love. 
I mean, it was so prophetic and so good what they said. It was absolutely astounding what they actually said. Now, I love that Jesus is in you, right? So perfect love has come into your heart, right? Into your spirit, right? He. But it's not just him being there. You're there too. You have been born again, right? Your, your new spirit, you're one with him, but you're also love. You both are love. That's why love is so powerful in you. You cannot help be a lover. You are a lover. Tell your neighbor, you are a lover. Just tell your other neighbor, are you a lover? And don't go weird about this whole thing neither. Come on, don't go weird about this whole thing. Don't say, I love you. You're always about to say it to your neighbor. Now there's just a chance. I love you, actually. Actually, I love you. You can't love you. I'm married. Come on. Love, 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 love. You're a lover. You can't help. Love yourself. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not know love does not know God, because God is love. Wow. Wow. This is how God showed his love among us. One, he sent his one and only son to the world. That we might live through him. Absolutely amazing. This is love. He goes again. Not that we have loved God. We just talked about this. But that he loved us. And sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends. Since God so loved us. We ought to also love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another. God lives in us. And his love is made complete in us. Isn't that beautiful? God is love. Verse 16. God is love. Everybody say God is love. That's it. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among you so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. Isn't it great? We don't want to perform like Jesus. We actually are like Jesus because you're born that way. You're actually a son and a daughter of God. So you are love. Say to yourself, I am love. I tell you something, if we really would know this, if we would really have a revelation of not only how God loves us, but how we are love, honestly, it would change your life, and particularly the life around people around you. would really encourage, be encouraged by that in your life. This is how love is made complete among you. Confidence will be like Jesus. There's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear is to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God and hates his brother or sister is a liar. Woo. For whoever does not love their brother and sister, whom they have seen, cannot love God they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and their sister. I, I find this pretty challenging. Jesus said in John 13, But this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. When I was with the Continental Singers um, 35 years ago, I just found the receipt for the drums. We were getting some new heads the other day for the drums, and Jonathan, my son, and Wiley, and Saskia went to the shop and said, please can you show me what the, what the drums are, what size the big drum is? I said, I don't know, 22 or 24. I said, I don't know. So I went to my receipt. I still have the receipt from 1974. <laughs> it was so expensive. It's one of the best, best in the world. It still is one of the best in the world, this thing. It's, ma it's, it's maple, maple. And um, 1974, I said, yeah, 22, it says on the receipt here. So it was really amazing, right? And um, the thing is, though, uh, at the song, when I was doing the Continental Singers, I was touring around America with this band. They, um, they sang this song. 
They will know us by our love. They will know us by our love. There's one word name that he said. That they know they are his. They will know us by our love. Anyway, they will know us by our love. They will know us by a pretty powerful song in those days was sung. I know it's a long time ago. I get this for some of the people who are under, you know. Okay. But the thing is, though, this is so profound. Does the city know us by our love? Does the world know us Christians by our love? Okay, close to home. Does your neighbor know you and me by our love? Does your workmate, does your football coach, do they know you by, by your love? Your employer? Okay, even closer, your spouse. Does your spouse know you? <laughs> what do you mean, Catherine? Are you just... <laughs> this is confession time, is it? <laughs> know you by your love. I'm serious. This is like pretty into it. This is, this is, this is where the rubber really hits the road, right? It's absolutely powerful, that question. See, Jesus, he loved perfectly. Never criticized anyone. I do. Yeah, I know you do. He never did. We're supposed to imitate him, don't we? Oh, he didn't like the, uh, the uh, he struggled with the Pharisees and stuff, the, the religious people. They really struggled with those guys, you know. But the sinners, he loved hanging out with sinners. The seekers, he loves hanging out with seekers. He was just all love because he is love. And you know, I find it so hard because sometimes we can respond out of a different spirit. Right? Oh, come on. Yes? Not only me. Not only Catherine. All of us do it. The kind of we respond out of a carnal mind or the flesh or whatever you would call it. I mean, I can't believe how much we sometimes react out of pain. Or we can react or respond out of hurt in our lives or regret or disappointment, or fear, or shame. Fear, for example, just means we have not been perfected in love. And it says that there's no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. Fear is to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. You know, all of us, all of us, I suggest, need a bigger revelation on love. Just love. I mean, if we would start living perfectly in love, man, what a different world. Can you imagine all the Christians do this? I'll tell you, the last couple of months, what has come across my desk and my Facebook, both from New Zealand and Australia. Hmm. Sometimes we can be so vindictive. We can be so vindictive. We can be so rude. We can be so careless. And sometimes Christians are the biggest criticizers. They're the biggest judgmental people there. And it's us. They will know us by our love. Hmm. I tell you. And then even without in the church, we backbite and we gossip and we undermine other people and we talk bad about each other. Behind each other. Have you heard about this? You know. They will know us by our love. So Jesus is so different. 
And Jesus lives in you. Not only that, but you've been born of Jesus, so you're not living the right life sometimes. I, I felt Catherine in the car coming here. said, Catherine, this is really challenging, this message. And, and God gave it to me, but I thought, oh, I know why he gave it to me, because I need to learn and change. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from heaven being united with Christ, which we do, if any comfort from his love, which we do, if any common sharing in the spirit, we have, if any tenderness and compassion, come on, the spirit is full of compassion in your life, then make my joy complete, Paul is saying here, by being like-minded, having the same love, which being one in spirit, one in mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. What? Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of other people. I'll tell you something. I love my own interest. I love my own value. Our translation says, prefer one another in love. You've got to prefer the other ones and even above yourself. How are you going to prefer other people above yourself? I don't know what Jesus did. I think it's just sometimes just we. I'm sorry, I'm pointing like me. We need to just sometimes look at ourselves, right? I prefer me. I, I value me, as some of you say, yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to learn here, too, like with you. We say, this is God. He puts a mirror here, and here we go. Uh, right? This is something that we can learn in this area, because I think it is absolutely profound. I am so challenged by this message. Actually, I didn't want to do it. I was going to talk about generosity, which I'll do in the future, which I love talking about, and I feel very secure about. I said, Catherine, I don't know how to talk about love. Did I say it to you? I said, I don't know what to do. I said, Lord, you have to show me. So then he starts giving me all this stuff. And then I'm saying, like, a word, which I can't say here. <laughs> I said, it's so easy to value ourselves, but it's so hard to value other people above yourself. To, honestly, I said, Lord, I need to learn so much more. Come on, let's become more like Jesus. Let's imitate him. Yeah, but it's really, really hard. I know, but can you imagine how powerful that would be? Can you imagine how powerful that would be if we really, really would love? See how our marriages would be if we really, really love. I prefer you more than myself. I value you more than myself. Wouldn't it, Catherine? I know. I've got to set it now, so I'm going to do it. Both ways, please. <laughs> I'm not, not going to be the same, although, although God says, no, I won't say that. Jesus says, you know, I love you, Catherine. But we are called to love our enemies. This is not my enemy. But love the enemies. I'm not, this is not my enemy. I knew you would think that. It's not that way. It's not that way. But the thing is, though, what God says, it doesn't have to come back straight away to you, right? We love because we love, right? Because, because we love. We honor because we're honorable people, right? We don't do that because, it's just because we want to love back. That's very selfish. And, of course, we want this in a marriage. We want love back. I get this. And if you don't do that, you get a problem, right? That's why we both need to do it. Catherine, we both need to do it. We all both need to do it. Rickers both need to do it. If one does it, it's very nice. And you can long suffer for a long time. But after a while, it's like, come on. Anyway, that's no more like marriage counseling. I'm not talking about right now, that whole thing. Love is so important. Let's be lovers. Let's be people of encouragement. It's always good to be around an encourager, a lover, because you feel good about yourself as you leave. That is like I tell you what, what, this is why it's so important that we become so settled in our identity in Christ. 
Because if you so love yourself because God so loves you, and I'm so awesome, right? In a normal way, not in a silly way. If you know that, then you have no problem preferring somebody else. That's why Jesus had no problem by doing this stuff. No problem loving sinners, no problem at all. It didn't change him. He's awesome. But he wants them to feel the awesomeness of him and what it actually could look like. And so then you start drawing people into the love of God, which I think is absolutely powerful. And so I suggest that we start doing that. Wouldn't it be amazing, the whole church? Can you imagine this community if we'll be so established in love? I love you more, I love you more, I love you more, I love you more. Don't start fighting about it, but you know what I mean? I love you more, I love you. All this stuff. Wouldn't it be so amazing to have this a community of lovers that our, our neighbors, our friends, they would come to the church first. One line, very practical, which you can do, which you can practice, and I've done it before with Catherine. I do it often. I did this yesterday morning. I said, how can I make your day better? What can I do today to make your day better? It's a great question. Very simple question. But we can do it to each other. You can even do it to your, to your, to your employer. You can do it to anybody, your marriage, whatever. How can I make your day better? How can I add value to your day today? Now, we really want to go on a journey even this year. We said in the beginning of the year that we want to be established in God. And one of the things we want to be established is in community and in community of, of love. And I know some of you is amazing. Some of you guys are just taking people out for lunch. It was absolutely beautiful. And we're going to have more of those dinner parties, which Helen is organizing for all. They're absolutely wonderful. And we're going to have more church-wide lunches, lunches so we can enjoy one another. Now, one of the things we're doing is in, this, in the third term, we actually, the whole church is going to go through this thing called Loving on Purpose by Danny Silk. It's a relational thing. So all our life groups, we're going to start a whole bunch of new life groups just for that purpose of that term, third term. We're going to go through loving on purpose to really work on our relationship and to start loving each other a bit more. And then we're going to, just, and then we're going to practice it at the camp. We're going to have a camp in November. So it's like a straight, you've got, to be, you've got to be intentional about this, you know? If you're not intentional about it, it's not going to happen, right? You've got to be intentional about it. So we're going to just do that. And so the third term, we're going to loving on purpose and it's going to be absolutely amazing. You know, I'm amazed how the church has responded to the attacks, attacks in, the, in the city. We were with pastors again on, on Tuesday to look at how we can help. A lot of money is being raised and, 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 and a relationship with the imam and all kinds of things. Um, but the church was there very, very fast. I mean, I remember, I remember Ellen here, you know, running around and totally illegal, going through the whole thing and giving stuff and food and stuff. And so many people did that. And it's done very well for the church because they show our love. We show our love. To, to them. And we've done well in this sort of thing, but we can still grow in this area, right? We can just do more and keep learning and keep growing in this area, right? God wants us to grow in love. I'm almost done. What time is it? Wow. 1 Thessalonians 3, look at this. May the Lord make your love increase. I pray that these, these three scriptures in a row now may, may be a prayer. Maybe we all say it as a prayer. Actually, why don't we all say it together? That'd be good. May, yeah, stand up. I think it'd be good to affirm this and declare this. When you speak it, you become it, right? Let's just declare this over our lives. Okay, let's go. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you'll be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus Christ comes with all his holy ones. Let's go to Philippians 1. Here we go. And this is my prayer. That, uh, let's, say, let's say our love. Let's say make it our love, right? This is our prayer. That our love 
may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that we may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. And the last one, which is kind of like a theme uh, scripture for this year. Here we go. We pray that us, okay. We pray that we, oh, it's not there yet. It's coming, here we go. We pray that we, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that we may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Father, we thank you for the fullness of God that you've given to us. Thank you that the fullness of God is in your presence, is in your love. And Lord, we say we want to build our lives on your love. Because we know, Lord, that it's a firm foundation. It's a firm foundation. And we want to be established in this love. Grow us, we pray, in this area of loving ourselves, loving you, loving others, loving our community. We want to trust in you alone and we will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. We thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing right now. Give us a revelation, Lord, of your love. Even for those of us who don't feel loved. May we right now open our hearts to the love of God. Holy Spirit, be poured out right now. It's already in our hearts, but Lord, we want more. We want also some of that love to flow into our brains, into our thinking, into our emotions. Lord, some of us are so, so hurting still. So much pain. Holy Spirit, come with your love. Holy Spirit, you're such a comforter. You comfort us in a time of need. Wash away, Lord, the pain. Make us strong in you. Let our weakness become strong. We honor you, Lord, and we bless your name. You may be seated. Thank you. I want to welcome you to the, the table of the Lord. I welcome you to the table of love. The table of perfect love. God demonstrated his love for us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. To give us a new life. That new life is in him. Filled with love. Filled with peace and joy. Kindness. All these things of the Holy Spirit. And so Lord, today we remember your body that was broken for us. It was crushed for us. I was reading in Isaiah the other day that we couldn't even recognize him. That was pretty bad. This was the Son of God, the Word made flesh. But because of that, thank you, Lord, that you released such a healing power that we can be healed because by your stripes we are healed. By your stripes we have new life. By your stripes, Lord, we find strength for everything in our lives. And then we've got the blood. The blood, the blood of new covenant not only forgiveness of sin but it's a new covenant it's a new era it's a new way of living new promises and so we thank you Lord for your blood given to us we thank you Lord for your amazing love your spirit living in us 
Jesus' name.